on, everyone? Welcome back to the newest episode of Forfeit Podcast. This is episode 40 now. Forfeit has turned 40. It's official. Boom. Episode 40, quarantine episode 10. I hope everyone's uh, staying inside, staying safe, and, uh, you know, staying sane. Uh, I'm Matt. With me, as always, is Big John Stud, the J-Lo, and the Wild Bill. You guys are... Looking a little bit different on my on my Skype grid this time, I'm, John. You're normally always on my left. Jesse's always normally on the right, and Bill's in the bottom. So it's uh, Not always the same. Jesse upper right, John lower right, on top of each other, and then you're always yeah. on the left, flying solo. <laughs> John. It's like Hollywood Squares, that game show. Just always seeing people in the squares. Uh, before we get before we dive into the uh, the the Eagles draft review, I just want to give a shout out and a very happy birthday to Mr. Big John Stud. Uh, <laughs> Had a birthday yesterday. That was very kind of you, my friend. Looking, looking good. Another de- another another year down. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was celebrated under these circumstances. But what can you do? Hey. I'm breathing. It's all made good. the best. We made the best of it. It was a little drive, a little drive-by celebration for you yesterday. It was pretty good, even though the weather was shitty. I appreciate you all uh, taking some time out of your busy schedules to drive over and do what we can. Drop drop off a gift or. I mean, we had so much going on. We had so much going on. We couldn't, you know, our lawn equipment possibly or not. Or not. <laughs> I had a good, a few good signs, uh, a few good cards. Uh, Jesse, uh, somebody made me a Nick Foles call, uh, sign. That oh, of course they me. did. <laughs> I told them to uh, make sure they saved that sign so I could have it. Um, but yeah, no, it was all, all in all, it was a good day. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Cool. So we're gonna cool. dive into the to the to the Eagles draft because you know the. As we all know, the, the NFL draft has come and gone another year down. Um, it, was, it was an awkward one, but one for the ages. You know, the, the first and hopefully only virtual <laughs> draft we'll ever have to uh, witness. But we made the best of it, right, guys? We all got online, had a little virtual party, you know, got a little sauce, got a little, got a little amped. Just a little. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but uh, you know the forfeit podcast. We put a we put a, t- a Twitter poll out there at on our Twitter page at forfeit pod. And I just want to quickly recap the uh, the uh, the results of that uh, uh, poll. The question was: It's draft night, and the Eagles dot 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 trade up, stay at twenty one, or trade back. And the results came back. It was a unanimous, not unanimous, but it was a very hefty 69.2% that the Eagles would trade up in the draft, followed by 23.1% stay at number 21 and uh, only 7.7% uh, with the Eagles trading back. Now, our predictions in the last episode, John, you had the, you had the birds trading back in one of your, uh, one of your predictions, right? True, very true, yes. I think all of us kind of saw him potentially <clears throat> trading up and also staying at 21. I think, Jesse, you were the only one saying that they weren't going to – no, no. Were, were you the one that was like, no, they're definitely not staying at 21? Who was that, John? I thought they were going to stay where they were or, or trade up. Or trade up, yeah. So that was pretty much the general consensus. But, but Bill had it right on the nose. Bill had it right on the nose. 
They were going to pick a wide out at 21. And we drafted with the number 21, Jalen Rager. I think, uh, I, think that was, I think that was somewhat of a surprising pick in terms of not only the position, but if it was going to be that position, I think everyone had their heart set and mindset on, on the Jefferson uh, side of things. But uh, we went Rager. Um, so you guys want to dive into the first round pick of Jalen Rager from TCU? I mean, I personally think that, you know, you hear this every year and it's one of the things that you hope you never hear in a draft is that the kid has tremendous upside. But I think in this case, this is one guy that, you know, like we discussed before uh, we hit record here, this is one of the guys that you hope to not want to judge on paper just because of, you know, the, the system he came from. You know, Jesse, you had a good point. If this kid played on LSU or or Alabama or any of the uh, any any of the other systems that were that had a uh, you know uh, a bona fide um, you know D one roster, he he'd be a monster. But you know he 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 played with lackluster talent on his on his team. So do you want to kind of elaborate into more of like what this kid's skill set? could bring to the Eagles for us? He's he's got a stupid amount of speed. Um, Which I, is Bill, one of the things that the Eagles were looking for going into the draft. And one of the things that we were praying for, yeah. you know, at when the season ended, we were like, Lord, please let us get younger, faster, and smarter. He, he's got stupid amounts of speed. He's He was clocked in a game, in games, as the second fastest wide receiver running like 20 like 20 miles an hour which is blows my mind uh he he for a guy that's 5 foot 11 bill how how high can he jump 42 inch vertical um i think some i read oh, we have something like, in common <laughs> um so i mean he he's got he had some drops but like most of his his passes i think it was like 31% of his passes thrown were deemed catchable, which was one of the lowest rates in college. Like the dude, his his team, like Matt said, they didn't Not do him any favors. Not, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, even his coach came on and called into WIP, and and said like we didn't really do him any favors with the offense and and our game plan. We should have focused on him more. I think I read that he only had like fifteen or twelve, like fifteen twenty screens thrown to him which is insane for for a guy with that much speed and just ability to put a foot into the ground and change direction and make make cornerbacks look stupid and i mean they said he had problems with his hands but i watched some of the drops and a lot of the drops that he had were either passes throws like yeah it was like a throw or just well defended or just well defended routes uh, a lot of them were just bad throws, and yeah. like he still, like out athleted the other guy and almost got it. Now some of them were, he wasn't paying attention and he took his eyes off the ball, probably trying to make a move before he pulled it in. But like that's something you can fix. Like his highlight footage that, we, that people were putting out was ridiculous. These like these end zone catches that he was just going up over the defenders and pulling the ball away. And just tracking the ball down in the air, like this kid can play. And um, 
I'm I'm pumped for I'm pumped for the pick. Like I as CD Lamb was falling, I was really hoping they would they would move up and get him, and they didn't. But whatever. Like this kid's ours now, and like you said, he's got a he's got a, a chip on his shoulder, and um, so hopefully, you know he can he can really turn into something. I mean, he's got all the he's got all the talent in the world. We just need to put it together on the field and develop him into our system. It seems like this kid could be like his yak could be like through the roof. Yes, I mean all the highlights I've seen is. As soon as he gets his hand on the ball, he's just he's gone. He's zero to sixty in like two seconds. He's just fucking. It's like freakishly fast, like like a video game. And 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 what what did we what did we talk about about the uh, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs? They just look like a video game out there. They're they're so freakishly fast and athletic. And uh, I think that's one thing overall. You can I mean we'll jump into all the picks, but like. Overall, I feel like all the picks that we went for, I mean, we have some like freakishly athletic guys that we drafted in, in this in this class here. But uh who wants to touch base on on Rager next? Big John? Yeah, I'll I'll take over. I mean, take a, what, what 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 are you thinking here? Um I think I mean, again, you're going to go back to what Kyrie Rosen said at the beginning of the season that they wanted to get younger and they wanted to get faster. So, we checked two bo- checked those two boxes right off the bat there. Um, not only is he a speed demon, but I love the fact that he's versatile. He can return kicks. Mm-hmm. I think that gets him on the field a little bit quicker than, you know, uh, a JJ. Um, I, I think that, you know, we always analyze the wide receiver position on this team and we go, man, we got guys that are aging. We got guys that are always hurt. So, I, and, ex- and expensive. And expensive. And, and that'll get into our round two pick, too, next. But um, I feel like Rager is our Deshaun Jackson of 2020. So he's your replacement for Deshaun Jackson. Um, he does everything that Deshaun Jackson can do, um, except he's young. Um, and, that's, and that's a good thing that he's got going for him. Um, some of the combine stuff that I just rewatched recently, I mean – he shines. I mean, he's he's fast, man. You watch that. You watch that forty thing, forty uh, forty yard dash. He is moving, man. Um, but I don't know, I'm excited for him, just like everybody else, just because I think again, it, it goes back to speed, age, and then the overall thing that everyone keeps harping on is Carson Wentz needs weapons. Carson Wentz needs weapons. Well, guess what? Carson Wentz just got another weapon. Um, so I'm 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 all for it. Um, should we have gotten up and got C.D. Lamb? I think I think to this day, listening to how we talk, I think it was way too much to move up. I think they were price gouging. Um, so I think it was smart he stayed put. Um, but I also think C- – I didn't like C.D. Lamb. Um, I, I just – great, great, great player, great athlete, great um, football player. I just don't know if he's Philly. I just don't know if he's Philly. Um and, and, and Jalen's dad played for Philly. Not that that gives you an extra, you know, check on the box. But, you know, at least you got a guy that you, you sort of – you he know, knows what to expect. Yeah, he knows his lineage. They know the lineage, you know. Um, you, you know, we, we talked about Runyon. Maybe maybe we could have drafted John Runyon's kid. You know, you know that lineage. Um, but I, I don't know how far that goes. But 
I think they're comfortable with them. I think I think they're excited, and uh, I'm excited as well. Bill, give us some heat. Well, his father and our current wide receivers coach are very good friends, and our wide receivers coach has known Jalen for many, many years. So there's a comfort level with him. They've seen him become a man, and you know he's somebody that just is been able to knock on wood, stay healthy, never has had an injury issue. Um, he's durable. And for his size, he's thick enough to withstand hits. But he's also, when you watch, he's so fast, he's hard to really pop. Like, guys are just happy to kind of get, grab him by the feet, at the waist. He doesn't really get that big, big hit. Because, you know, which I think is one of the reasons he's probably stayed healthy, is that, he, you know, he's he knows how to be, you know, a football player to to preserve himself, which is nice. Another thing, um, you know, that I do like about uh, Jalen is that he can play anywhere on the field. I mean, he can play on the outside. He can play in the slot. I mean, Alshon's eyes in the slot, and he's six four. You know, I think the versatility is is you know is there, and that's something that's big to Doug. Um, you know, is he a number one receiver? We, you know, I don't know. But I can say this, if, you know, Deshaun's gone next year, if Alshon's gone next year, um, you know, if, if Whiteside's not here next year, we have a good receiver in Rager. You know, I think he's in that 70, 80 catch range for low 1,000 yards. And hopefully, hopefully he gets that 8, 10 touchdown, 12 touchdown range. You know, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, and that's the thing. He plays our, you know, our, our, our Z. And our outside receivers don't get a lot of looks in our offense. So you got to have somebody who's okay with only getting maybe five, six targets. But they're going to be big, big, you know, big plays, hopefully, when they come his way. So, I mean, he's not, you know, I think that the, the reality is, is the volume's going to, to Ertz and Goddard, which is fine because they destroy it. I mean, that's our offense. And I think we're going to have, um, you know, not to deter from the pick, but I think it's going to be a big year for Miles Sanders. So, I think, you know, as a rookie, we need we need him to contribute, yes, but we're not putting the weight of our season on his back. You know, he's just a good piece. You know, another, you know, a, you know, he really is something that Carson, I think we, we'll have to see how they can develop together on Car Carson's in top plays. But just him going going down the field and Carson letting it fly. And I, and I think that's what they want. Is when the play breaks down, Carson likes to just shut it and he can get on the balls quick. And one of his strengths is adjusting the balls, deep balls. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this for this guy. I, I like him to take it to the house so we can all get behind him early and have his back. But, you know, Bill, you brought another interesting thing up that you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But the one thing that I'm really happy and stoked about for the most part in this draft class, none of these guys are, have, like, a, a troubled injury past like they're not riddled with injuries like like some of these picks that we've that we've known uh to take in the past with like back injuries or or previous knee injuries or Achilles kill yeah exactly like all these kids are healthy for the most point you know yeah, and, and, and it's just it's just nice to see game. that I mean the I mean the reality is they didn't <laughs> come at any point but to that point yes I agree somebody who is injury prone in high school, college, 
doesn't just all of a sudden get uninjury prone in the NFL like so. It's but it's just know. look at the Dolphins. I mean, they're taking a huge gamble with Tua. You know, they I mean, are, you know, you don't. It's get probably going to work out. It's probably going to work out, right? I mean, he's a, he's a generational. He could be a generational player, but you yeah. never. You just never know. I mean, he's got that dark cloud over his head for now. You know. Now I'm pulling for him. I hope he becomes an all-pro in Washington and New York after watch the fact that they, that they both passed on him. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you speaking, know, of, they, speaking they, of they quarterbacks last year, they stretched on two guys that, I mean, Haskins is young. It's not right to write him off. And Daniel Jones had some flashes, but, you know, you know, I, I don't think the verdict's out on him by any means. And then this year they each could have had him. But yep. I would just love that. <laughs> you know, and I, I sent this to the chat. Rager in college squat 600 pounds and could bench 400 pounds. Uh, Bill's got that. Bill's got 400 pounds all day. I mean, I might be able to get I've up seen, twice. I've seen 325 already at the gym, and that was before that him, he was just warming up. I mean, we keep it light. You know, I, you know, I, dare, I ain't there to her feelings from the, from the guys that put the work in. But he did 17 reps, 17 reps at uh, the Combine. There were linemen that only did in the low 20s. All I right? mean, he I did think 15 fucking reps, you know, of the you know, 25. Kids weighing lineage from a defensive end father. Well, then it's safe to say that when he catches the ball, he's not going to drop it. And you know what else? More than likely, he's got – he's got. Else? His mother was a track star for four years. <coughs> yeah. He was like one of the fastest sprinters in college. So he's got his mom's speed and his dad's football body. He's got the genes. I mean, like, how, he could be how, Kyrie Kill 2.0. How yeah. built like that and can run that fast, be able to squat 600 pounds? That's ridiculous. Crazy. But if you, if you look at his body, and I said it earlier, and I don't want to get crazy nuts, but he has a very similar body to Antonio Brown and Tyree Kill. Built like crazy nuts. He's not, he's not like Deshaun and like some of these other burners like, you know, Curtis Samuel and uh, Gandhi Tegin. Guys that are 175, 180 pounds. Yep. Yep. He can endure a hit. He can endure a hit or two. He's a player, and and, I think 195 range is going to be his playing weight. But that's still that extra 20 pounds is so so huge that he's just, you know, I think he's going to be able to go across the middle. Now I'm excited to get this kid, like we said, just get him the ball. Get the ball in his hands on those little bubble screens and – just don't drop it, please. <laughs> Just don't yeah. drop it. Look the ball. I want, see, I want to see him do some kick returning too this year. It's one thing that you know our special teams is. It went down drastically the last couple. Yeah, of years. when's the when's the last time? I probably not since like Chip Kelly era, where we like running back punts and and, and kickoffs for touchdowns, man. Rolls had a couple last year that were like 20, 25 yarders, and every time we score a touchdown on the drive, I feel like like they, they is so huge. Catch you know. You know, it gives you that momentum going into the drive. You know, you know they boom a big punt to the fifteen, and you run it back to the forty. It's just like, come on, let's go! Like, that's what I think this kid can bring to the table too. It's it's you know, I think Miles might be back there sometimes too in big plays, and I wouldn't be shocked to see Djax back there a little bit chirping in Doug's ear, like, "Yo, put me in DP. I got something left in the tank." Because I I think that's going to be something I'd like to see is. you know how to like? Will, will will he have him and Deshaun on the field at the same time, on the outside? Like we want on the each on the outside. Like could that, if could he's that, smart, yeah. 
I would love to see that. Then you got Ertz and Goddard in 12 personnel, and you got Booby in the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I like to see that. Oh, I like that. If you're a defensive coordinator and you've got one burner on one side and another burner on the other side. And, who, and, and Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz and Goddard in the middle. And then you good. got Bob coming out of the backfield. Okay, what do you do? Good fucking luck. Yeah, it's a nightmare. People nightmare. like, you know, everybody's blowing the Cowboys. And, yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, Cooper, Gallup, and, and CeeDee Lamb is sick. They're blowing Blake Jarwin because they paid him money. That guy's a fucking chode and a half. Fucking Blake <laughs> Jarwin, my nuts. But I mean, that's just, I mean, putting CD Lamb in the slot is sick. But I'm going to say the one thing. I'm going to say the one thing. It's if you can't block for Dak, it don't matter. And unless Dak somehow all of a sudden became super, super accurate, he's still fucking Dak. I mean, if he even shows up. Yeah, we, we right. that game if, it, if it even is Dak. Now, he was hurt. I mean, I, I get it. He played with a fucking shoulder, <laughs> he played tough through shit. But man, oh man. He he! If he makes a couple good throws, we might be not be in that playoff hunt, and we might be at pick seventeen. Like he had some guy. Like that's what I'm, you know. I think the reality is too. It's not like he's got Rodgers and Breeze throwing him these guys the ball. Like you know, so it's it's I I I, I do feel the Cowboys have some talent, but I think their defense is going to be dog shit, and I think we're still built to stop the run with our D line. So. Uh, I mean, I get it. Sexy pick now to have the Cowboys ahead of us in the, in the division, but you know, I'm, I'm liking how this team's coming together. But you know, but but speaking of Ray, are coming together. That I guess will lead us to round two. I was going to say, speaking of sexy picks, I don't think a lot of people thought this round two pick was anything but sexy. So, um, with the thirty or with the fifty third pick, the Eagles decide to pick. A quarterback by the name of Jalen Hurts, formerly Alabama, uh, currently out of Oklahoma. Um, guys, who wants to take this one first? J- Jesse, you went first the last time. Let's go. Let's reverse it. Bill, you keep keep rolling. What do you what do you what do you see? How do you like this pick? How do you see it? How do you see it panning out? Because this. This has got this is this sends shockwaves all over uh, the the tri-state area uh, and probably all over the football nation. Really, um, you know, there, there's there's it, it's a very controversial pick. So, um, I mean, I I like I like the fact I like the thought of having a solid backup for Carson Wentz. Um, I love Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is our guy. I want him to be our guy. I want him to be the next, you know, quarterback to 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 lead us to a, another Super Bowl victory. Um, but facts are facts is that you know Carson gets hurt a lot. So and we all all you know what not having a decent what not having a decent backup could do to your football team. Um, and we saw we all saw that last year. Um, love Josh McCown. Seems like a great guy, but he just wasn't he just wasn't the guy. So you know, from an insurance standpoint, for to have someone come in to be a legit you know potential starter in this league to be the back of the Carson Wentz. I mean, I don't I I don't I don't really see a problem with that, but other people could. So. Um, you know, and, I, and I, a lot of people have issues with this. A lot of, you know, big-time analysts all over the league, um, you know, uh, voice their disgust for this pick. 
But um, me, I, I like to keep an open mind and, and, and stay optimistic as to, you know, hey, we got uh, not only a solid uh, starter, you know, not only, a, a, you know, th- this guy's not only a backup, but he could start somewhere in the NFL. So if, God forbid, Carson goes down again, and again, I hope that that's not the case, but if he does, you know, I think, uh, I think it's, a, uh, it's a more than solid uh, backup plan. So, um, what do you guys, what do you guys think? I defer to Jesse. Well, sir, Jesse. All right. <laughs> All I said before this draft started was Howie Roseman can't get cute. This is Howie Roseman getting cute. So we we had our we so one of the he's he's the Eagles have had multiple conversations now trotting out multiple excuses, trying to um, get the horses back into the barn on this one. So they say, oh, it's Carson's our starter. This isn't going to cause a problem. An hour after that pick was made, WIP hosts were already starting the conversations of, should they trade Carson Wentz? Should they bench Carson Wentz? Is Jalen Hurts better? So let's be, let's be real with this. This is going to be a problem from day, from day one. It's a problem. So, we we say that that he could be a he's a backup, so we're we we talked about how we didn't have a good enough backup last year, so we're gonna roll with his second round pick, who's never played a minute in the NFL, as our backup. So God forbid Wentz gets hurt, our choices at backup are an unproven rookie who is going to be playing with the twos and the practice squad guys because Wentz is getting all the number one reps, and. Uh, between him and 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 uh, Nate Sudfeld, so that's an awesome use of resources. I mean, Christian Fulton was on the board. I mean, he's he's only a top five corner in the in in the draft. The only reason he was where he was was because he screwed up with with um, combine testing. He made he he made a stupid mistake. We should have taken him, but whatever. Or the fact that he probably would have been there in the third round, whatever. The 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 and then they say that. Oh well, you know we we spent a lot of money on backup quarterbacks over the last three years, like eight and a half million dollars each year. So so now we're going to be able to use that money. That's a great theory, and it would have had it would have led me to believe that was true if they signed anybody with that money before when free agency started. Like if this was their plan, then roll with it. Like. When, when every day you have to come out and have another excuse on why you made this pick, why you made this pick, why you made this pick, why you made every day you have to have another excuse or another justification for it. And now they're saying, you know, some guys on, I was reading that they might use him as a running back every once in a while. This dude didn't catch passes in college. He wasn't a running back. He was a spread option quarterback. He's not a West coast quarterback. He's a spread option quarterback. He's got a great arm, but he has trouble picking up defenses. And now he's not going to have the time to, 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 to get any better because he's going to be sitting behind our number one. It was a colossal mistake. And when, when guys like Seth, when, when Seth Joyner can't understand it and is embarrassed by the pick, when Ray Dittinger, who's in the Hall of Fame, is embarrassed by the pick and can't understand it, and all the, and all the Eagles writers have their knives out and are out for blood on the pick, it's, it's, it's a mistake. It was there was no need to make this pick, and what and the the the, the question that turned Howie in knots was, 
well, what's best case scenario? What's the best case scenario? And he didn't have an answer for it because the best case scenario is Carson Wentz never misses another game. Jalen Hurts doesn't play. That's the best case scenario. So you pissed away a second round pick on, on this. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it's a ridiculous pick. It's the kind of pick if it blows up in his face that gets people fired. And, and God damn it. I was doing my best trying to keep my blood pressure down and talking about this bullshit pick has me pissed off again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I so, mean, I'm sure, I'm sure John's going to be like, Oh, you know what you're talking about. Carson Wentz sucks. You can only, you can only listen did to you, the, you just tell Warp into John's body because I was kind of like 100% just like John. I couldn't even tell the difference. That was like that the was... best impression. I mean, if I wasn't looking at John and didn't see his no, his lips weren't moving, I could have sworn to God that was I mean, John talking right there. I mean, we look so much alike now. I mean, both being bald with glasses and beards and uh, gray in our, our and beard, almost like... the same, like the same exact style of glasses, too. Yeah. The squared off, like plastic yep. frames. John. Hey, man, now let's, uh, you might as well just skip over me, Jesse. Already now, is it too? Is it too? Is it too? You know, um, soon to 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 assume that like this, you can't really. Okay, like it's a controversial pick, right? But like the Philly beat writers, this is like a wet dream for them, right? I mean, Absolutely. this is what they live for. This Absolutely. is the, this is like you can't really like take every every article. To heart, because I mean, this is what beat writers look for. I mean, I mean, you know, as I mean, Howie and Doug had to have known that, but they were like, you know what, fuck it, we're we, we're we, you know, let them let them write what they want, let them say what they want. We have a plan. We think this is smart, and you know, we're thinking with the team in mind, and we're thinking with a Super Bowl in mind, and these writers can all say what they say what they want. I mean. It, it, but it, it's 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 the perfect. It's every beat writer's wet dream. I mean, it's it's drama at its best. But they so, are they're being critical of the pick. The drama is coming from people like ninety seven five and and WIP that are, you know, half of those stations are like reporters and beat writers. Well, no, they're the Folsian guys that um that that still want Carson out of town. So they're the ones that are like, you know, should. Should they do this? Should they do that? They're not talking about it from a, a, a waste of, of resources. They're talking about it as we want to get Wentz out of town. We want Hertz to play. Okay, but let me okay, but let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Do you think Howie Howie wants Carson out of town? I don't think so, but Do you think Doug Peterson wants Carson out of town? I don't think so, but it's So then who gives a fuck what WIP thinks? That's true. But the problem is it sends a bad message to the locker room when you when you have spent 130 million dollars guaranteed on this guy and everybody every guy in that locker room one you wanted to get other voices out to make it Carson's locker room you said they said that and then they did that by some of the guys that they didn't bring back or they caught and, and things like that so the very next thing they do to give him a vote of confidence is draft a guy that could take his job with the second pick in the draft, you you you, you you've been you've been listening you've been reading Donovan McNabb tweets too. Oh, too I much. don't I don't spend uh, that that chucklehead has no no 
no place who's in, that, in my thing. Who, who's that? Who was that backyard fighter? Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. He's looking more and more like Kimbo Slice every time I see Donovan McNabb. Yeah, Donovan's gotten po- real puffy. Um, Listen, and and then like the the guys in the locker room also know, boy. Starting linebacker or another corner that would start probably um, help us win a lot more games than um, a guy that we're going to use on gadget plays or talking about having two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. Like, okay. I'll defer to you, John, because I know you're going to have a much different opinion than I will. Listen, I'll be straight with you guys. When when that pick happened, I turned and I was like, huh? I, I was I, I was I, I was in shock, and the more that I was like, "Why?" I was like, "Okay, I, I could I could talk myself into it a little bit, and I could understand it, and I could go, all right, this this could this makes sense from a from a few different things, from a few different standpoints." Okay, I agree, and I've said this from the very beginning. I'm on record on this podcast. I think it was the very first podcast that we had. We started the Wentz Foles debate, and we needed a backup quarterback. And and I've said for eons and eons that we've needed one. And if you go out and look at the backup quarterbacks, for instance, just yesterday, Jameis Winston signs a two-year, $21 million contract with the Saints. The $16 million is guaranteed. They have three quarterbacks on their roster, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, and now Jameis Winston. They have two quarterbacks. Come on. Okay. Well, they paid Taysom Hill $4.6 million. And they just paid Jameis Winston over two years, $21, 21 million. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of money being spent on backup quarterback. Jacoby Brissett last year got a deal. They This year the Colts signed Phillip Rivers. So they got $15 million in backup money sitting there. Okay. Not only that, but if you if you look at the long-term plan here, and this is what I think the Eagles are looking at, this could turn into two different ways. This could be a trade chip, which I don't think it is, or this could be the long-term plan after Carson Wentz. The reason why I say the, the first part is if you look at Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Big Ben, and Aaron Rodgers, they're all over the hill, and they're probably not going to play five more years. So that's – Five teams right off the bat that are going to be looking for new guys. Mm-hmm. I know I know you could argue that the Packers just dra- drafted their replacement, which absolutely 100% could happen. So you got Carson Wentz. He's 27 years old. You look, he's under contract for four more years. What, he'll be 31. At that point, I guess in within two to three years, you're going to, you're going to be like, listen, we're either going to shit or get off the pot with this guy. And if he, if he gets hurt again or – He's unreliable or something happens or he's not able to gel with receivers, whatever. They can make the decision to walk away from him. And in the same, in the same time, they can develop a guy like Jalen Hurts in their system for absolutely cheap money. It gives them the, the Taysom Hill factor, which I like. It gives them the Mike Vick factor, which I like. Um, we saw, we've seen it work with Lamar Jackson um, in his rookie year. Um, I, I think I think the more I the more I thought about it, the more I liked it, the more I was sort of sold on it. But I was like everybody else. At first, I was like, "This is this is I don't know. This is a good pick. Like, did he just fuck this up?" But man, the the possibilities of you know we just talked about those all those guys in the lineup. Miles Sanders with 
with uh, Hertz out there, uh, with the uh, ability of maybe Dijak and Rager out there with Ertz. I mean, man, that that's a pretty stack. Like, what are you going to do there too? I mean, that's a pretty stacked lineup as well. I'm ta- not taking anything away from Carson Wentz. He's the guy here, 100. But you do need a viable backup option in this league. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or would you rather have Chase Daniel? Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or would you rather have RG3? Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or would you rather have Chad Henney? No, I, I, I get that. The answer to that is, and, I, and even, I mean, just to look at one more, one more team, look at the Raiders. They signed Derek Carr to a long-term deal. And what do they do? They go out this, this offseason and they give Marcus Mariota $7.5 million. Guys like Marcus Mariota, guys like Winston, are probably the top guys that we would have looked at to probably sign as a backup here. And then you could throw in guys like Flacco, so on and so forth. Would you rather have those guys making $8 million and above? Or would you rather have a guy making one and a half, whatever a second-round tender is, on, 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 on Jalen Hurts? And, and my, answer, my answer would be I'd rather have Jalen Hurts. I'd rather have the rookie. He's going to come in. He's going to soak it up. He's going to he's going to on be on the cheap. Player. On the cheap. He's a he's a winner. He's like third I think he's like something like 34 and 5 as a starter. He's 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 played he's he's had the whole um a guy I'm a starter then a guy comes in underneath of me and acted like a like a like an, an adult, like a like a man and said dude the guy played great and you know what? Good for him. He's going to be a starter. I'm going to go over here and he played at Oklahoma. And played fairly well, in my opinion. Um, so, so what? What other negatives can you say about the guy? You really can't. So. Well, it's 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 nothing about him, you know. And and to to reiterate what you said, not only did he lose his spot to Tua, he stayed there the next year. So so, and and that and that's sort of my the, the upsetting part about this is that we sit here and we say. Howie's got excuses. Well, it's not that Howie's got excuses. It's that it was such a out of the, we could say it's an out of the box thing. And maybe it was a screwed up thing. I don't know what to describe it. He made a decision. And now everybody's asking questions about the decision. And it's not so much that he's giving excuses. He's answering the questions. He's giving explanations as to why he did something. I wouldn't say they're excuses. I would say like they're excuses in two or three years when you can't, you have to just cut the guy or he doesn't pan out. Like at that point, then he'll make excuses. Right now, he's basically just explaining the decision he made. And yeah. if guys like, if people on the radio and fans are going to kill him for it, fine. But don't kill Jalen Hurts. Don't don't already come in here with the idea that like this guy's a bum and you know already causing a cancer in the locker room when it, when it doesn't even be caused that. We, you know, Tom Brady had many backup quarterbacks drafted while he was a starter. It happened to Brett Favre. Okay, there's probably a few other quarterbacks that I can't think of off the top of my head that it happened to. And what did those guys do? Did Tom Brady go in the locker room and cry? Did Brett Favre get in the locker room and cry? No. And I don't think Carson Wentz is going to do that. And if Carson Wentz is upset and he's going to do that, then that's on him. I'm pretty sure that the organization, even they even called him, and, and, and according to Howie and Doug, and explained to him that this there was guys in this spot and that they were going to do that. So they gave him the respect. They've already put a pump, a pump, ton of money on him. It should be no problem with Carson Wentz that he has a backup quarterback behind him. If anything, he should look forward to it. He should embrace the situation and be happy that he's got a hell of a, 
a hell of a good quarterback with him. Well, it's it's potential. That that's my problem. If if you want to say Carson gets hurt a lot, I would rather have a guy who's won football games in this league versus granted he played in an elite level in two different conferences and won a national championship and has was a great teammate and has been fairly healthy and nobody can say a bad thing about the kid but i would rather have a guy on the sideline that god forbid Wentz gets hurt i know we have a puncher's chance of what's a backup quarterback's job to to win the games that you should and to keep you in the games that you maybe not have a chance to win in until your quarterback is healthy to be able to come back in the game. That's what a backup quarterback's job is. So we we now have all this hope on a second round pick as the backup. And I and I and I understand it. They want to use that money somewhere else. That money would have been better suited signing a linebacker or a running back when free agency opened. That's what drives me nuts. If they if they drafted Hertz in the third, where he probably still would have been there, I wouldn't have cared because we would have had a better pick in the second. I would have gladly I would have gladly I wouldn't have cared if we had a better linebacker or or a better corner in the second and Hertz in the third because those other corners those other quarterbacks didn't go to what the fourth or fifth round. I think there was a major drop off there. What between Hertz and Fromm? Yeah, and, and the, the next one wasn't from it, was Eason. And again, look at the Colts. You know, I, I question the Rivers move from, from this offseason. You're going to give Rivers a one-year deal for, I don't know, was it $30 million or some ridiculous amount of money? You still got Brissett there, and then you, got, then you draft Eason. If anybody's going to question what an organization is doing with quarterbacks, I would ask the Colts. <laughs> because... There's only one football, and they got a ton of money. They they probably got close to $45, $40 million in, in quarterback play. Only one can start. So, again, like, if, if you said to me, hey, man, we should have went out and got Marcus Mariota, and he would have only cost $3 million, I would have been like, you know what? You got a good point. But he's getting $7.5 million. It's that $7.5 million could have been the difference between not getting Darius Slay or not signing uh, – Hargraves, or not signing the two or three other lower tier guys that we got that might be good special teams guys to fill holes there. So I can oh, look at that. Um, <laughs> so I mean, you can we can you know we can ping pong it back and forth. I just think that the the what? I love it. No, I just I just think that coming at you from Wells Fargo press room. I just think that it's 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 too early again to just crush the pick. It's like JJ this year. Let's see how the guy turns out. And to be honest with you, you know, to your to your point, Jesse, of like there's there's other holes holes to be filled. Like to take the corner there. I mean, we had like we have like seven corners. Like we have a lot of depth there. Like he would be the best linebacker. Now we 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 got we even got two linebackers in the draft. One we don't know. It'll you know I don't know about Bradley. We'll we'll see. Temple guy. We'll get into him later. But you know. From the very beginning, this team's never been a linebacker team. It, it, this team is not a um, – they don't they don't use a Clay Matthews. They don't use a, um, a Bobby Wagner. They, 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 don't, they don't play that way. They want smaller guys 
that can cover outside that are quicker. And that's exactly what Davion Taylor is. He's a smaller guy. He's not your prototypical side li- size linebacker, but the guy's fast as shit. So we'll, we'll see. Um, there, there was As I'm looking at the draft board, you know, could we have gone out and got Denzel Mims again, a guy that really wanted? I don't know if they were going to go back-to-back wide receivers. Was that my hope? I mean, I guess maybe you could have get Mims and Rager, and then maybe you didn't have to draft, you know, two other guys later in the rounds. I don't know. But other than that, um, you know, the Patriots drafted up to get uh, that linebacker from Michigan. Um, you know, I'm trying to see in, in the fourth round, that one kid uh, from Wisconsin I think was still around that everyone was high on. Um, if I'm not mistaken, or let's see. Well, yeah, Zach Bond. Zach Bond was uh, 74. He was a guy that was pretty highly touted. But again, like, you know, I think I think the pick, um, time will tell. I didn't love it at first. But, you know, from a guy who always wants insurance for Carson Wentz because I'm, I'm unsure of his health, um, he makes me nervous. And I think that this is a pick not only for his – his insurance and and a backup for his health, but maybe long-term he could be the guy, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Very simple. Carson has two more years of guaranteed money. This is a hundred percent hedging their bet on Carson. I think they a hundred percent want Carson to be the man. I don't think there's any doubt. They're not trying to support him. They don't pay him the money. I mean, he, he, he's getting physically – he has 23 on the cap this year, but we're paying him $39 million this year. You're not paying a guy $39 million this year alone if he's not the guy you want. But with that said, if it's another two years of he plays really good but misses four or five games and this and that, and they got Jalen coming along, that's when they can pull the plug. I don't yeah. think they want to, but that's what they're doing. And 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 how we said it, they they look a year or two ahead in drafts, what quarterbacks are coming out, and they decided for whatever reason that Jalen, you know, is the guy that they would want maybe to be the successor to Carson in a couple years um, over what's out there. And if they can get some plays out of him now, so be it. But I, you know, like you know, everyone keeps saying you signed Carson to hundred million. Yeah, it's hundred million. It's hundred million. After after twenty twenty one, it's not guaranteed. So you sure about that? Yeah, you can check it out. He's getting thirty nine this year. And after 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 twenty twenty one, they 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 can cut loose from it. So I think this is more or less. He has a potential out in twenty twenty two. Three million. Twenty four million dead cap. So I mean, I don't know if that's him. If it's his out or the team's out, but. You know, still twenty five million dollar hit is is. But it, it sucks. It, but for that, if you can absorb it when your quarterback Jalen would Jalen would be making a million dollars that year in his okay. third year, but, you know. And again, I don't think they want that to happen, bro. I think they want to keep him. And like John said, I think they want to have a Garoppolo situation. They have a good insurance policy because that's just how we roll. And if Carson crushes it, and we get good offers for Jalen, then we unload him and whatever. But exactly. you know exactly. if. Carson goes down, and the other thing, you know, it's, you know, Carson's got all that money. Maybe he gets his back hurt one more time, and he's like, you know what? You know, he could Andrew Luckett. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? I think Howie's right that it's his job to – we have a great 50-man roster, 
got to make sure we got a backup quarterback. Is so. anyone here? Is anyone here feel comfortable with Nate Sudfeld as a backup quarterback? I used to be before, but not anymore. Like I thought he'd be two years ago. I thought when he came in, like he had potential, but now he's kind of a chode. But we haven't seen him since then. Well, he got preseason last year, broke his wrist. The the flip side is you said, like, you know, we have a lot of corners. What are you doing? I'm looking at the depth chart. Yep. But, like, who would you rather have? Christian Fulton or Russell Douglas? I think by them not taking a cornerback, Jesse, they might might have a lot of faith in Sydney. But that's that's 100% too. They they invested a second-round pick years ago. And and wasted a year on him because he was hurt. And this yeah. first year, this the second full year back from that injury, and everybody knows you need two really full years to come back. So yeah. I'm all in well, on Sydney. Now, if if we're talking about like they they need to to punt on Carson after this 2022 season, that means that Howie Roseman pissed away a whole mess of draft picks to get him, mm-hmm. a whole mess of jo- Jeffrey Lurie's money. Mm. And then, and then I had to use another like, that's a colossal Carson. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, I heard the same 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 thing on TV today. Mm-hmm. Okay, you gave a guy, he was under his rookie deal. You traded up for him. You made a a, a magical move to move up. I mean, we all agree that to get from sixteen or thirteen to three was a crazy deal, or two was a crazy deal. Okay. You, the guy won. The guy, if he didn't wasn't there, we don't win a Super Bowl. Exactly. I understand that. But the like guy, the guy just, put us in the perfect position to have home field advantage. So, so this this car, the idea that if 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 Carson Wentz now doesn't win a Super Bowl, that Howie's pick was wrong with Carson Wentz, I don't agree with. I don't agree with that. No, I never. I, I didn't say Super Bowl. I said if they have to, if they punt on him in two years. It's a colossal miss. How, how, how is that a colossal miss if, if a guy helps you win a Super Bowl in, in his second the first year? Super Bowl in franchise history. How is it a colossal yeah, miss? How is it a yeah? He's saying you give up a lot of money and a lot of picks only to get like six years out of the guy, you know, which, which well, is guess what? But guess, guess what? It takes a lot of money, a lot of picks to win Super Bowls. Ask any team in this league. And, you know, it's like the whole Redskins thing with – now, granted, they didn't have big success. I don't. I really don't know if I want to use him as an example, but the RG3 and Kirk Cousins thing, it's like sometimes, you know, again, not yeah, – actually, actually, I'm going to shut up there because it's not a good comparison. But I guess, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, Doug just seems to be emphatic about him. And it's like – I mean, you, you use Patrick Mahomes as an example. You know, they drafted Pat – they moved up. To get Patrick Mahomes the Chiefs, he sat behind Alex Smith. They ship Alex Smith off. Mahomes comes a starter after his second or third—I uh, guess it was second or third year—he wins a Super Bowl. So, like, the guy's going to get a ridiculous contract, which he deserves. He won the Super Bowl. He's and he a- might never—he might never win another one again. And but you're that's gonna say not, he's a that's not pick. A, that doesn't say like, oh man, that was a bad pick. That was a great pick. I mean, th- thank goodness you don't think you don't think Patrick Mahomes is a great pick. No, no, I'm I'm reacting. I'm still just thinking, playing back in my head, some of the things that we we were that you guys were saying, and it it yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I mean it's now. I mean it's a little different. I mean in the sense that you know our 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 best player on our team is our quarterback, most likely or arguably. I mean you could argue Fletcher Cox or Slay or whatever, 
But when you have a best player and then you get somebody for to be behind them, and then I know a couple cornerbacks texted it out. I think it was Dion that said something about like, you know, it's good to keep youth in the, in the organization because of injuries and shit. But he's like, how come when somebody challenges a quarterback starting spot, it's a big deal when every year you draft running backs and cornerbacks and linebackers that all challenge for playing time and starting spots. So why is a quarterback immune to that? Basically, that's why I wait, use wait, so- an example. Like when when they when Brady's ever you know Belichick thought or or the or the organization the Patriots were like, we don't know if if Tom Brady is going to retire. So they drafted Brissett. They drafted Garoppolo. Um, did did Tom Brady like? Crying a corner, like no Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a competitor. Granted, he's the greatest of all time. But like again, he, he had he had a guy in a quarterback room that was a good teammate to him from all, all intents and purposes. That's something that a great guy, a great player, a great superstar would want. To to say that drafting a guy that's a backup and you're going to be looking over your your shoulder like that shows like that you're like a weak competitor in my opinion. Like go out and do your job. And don't worry about the guy behind you. Okay. So here, you guys might not agree with this, but Marcus Mariota, before he was drafted, right? What did everyone think of Marcus Mariota? Well, we, we, were, we were hoping with Chip that he would make yeah. a move together. No, but, but, but what Trade were the up. expectations yeah. of Marcus Mariota coming into the league? Um, they were the Titans. I mean, they were, I mean, but they were the consensus one. And two pick because both teams needed a quarterback, and they were the top two quarterbacks in college, Jameis and him. Okay. Sure. Okay. So and Marcus Mariota is now on his second team as a backup, right? Yeah. And Jameis. Okay. And yeah. then the next year, Carson Wentz gets drafted. So Mariota only had one more year of experience, and he's already shipped off as a backup. So that's why NFL, not for long. Yeah. No, and it's, it's, I mean, a, it's a great point. And, and again, if someone can say to me, hey, man, I'd rather, have, I'd rather have Chase Daniel here for three and a half million, I'd be like, you're full shit. <laughs> you it's, just, like, it's just, you know, you don't, you don't always, these guys don't always pan out the way that, you know. And Jalen Hurts might not. We'll see. Exactly. That, he well, might get hurt. He might, get, he might blow his knee out in training camp. Who knows? Here's a question for the for the college guys in the room here, because I don't watch a ton of college, but I'm pretty knowledgeable. Uh-huh. If Joe Burrow doesn't win the national championship, Oklahoma – I mean, Oklahoma was pretty good this year, weren't they? They were in the final four, semifinal. Okay. If, if, if Jalen Hurts goes and wins the national championship, is Jalen Hurts a, a top ten pick? No. He had um, holes in this game. Some, he wins some, a national championship. He's not a top ten pick? He has holes in his game. Yeah, some guys don't think he like could. I mean, like some guys think if he comes in and start, you're looking at like a four and twelve kind of season kind of deal with him. Um, that like he's got to take his lumps a little bit, you know, kind of learn the game because he is more accurate than people give him credit for. I mean, he's not precision, but he only was like a couple points behind um, for passes over seven yards. Uh, only now he's number two in the nation behind Joe Burrow. Like, by, like, 2%. So, like, he's not inaccurate, but what it is is it takes him a while to read the defense. Yeah. And you think you're slow in college, NFL's just way faster. And, and like, you guys harp on Wentz about getting rid of the ball quick. I do. I do. 
Hertz averages, I think I read 3.8 seconds per attempt. What's the translating to the NFL, Jesse? I think him being 100% like Lamar Jackson. First read, not there. Second read, not there. I'm running. Oh, you yeah. know? You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Okay, Zach Ertz, you're covered. Uh, Rager can't get you the ball in a quick slant. Okay, I'm running. Well, the, and the, the, like that early in his career yeah. until he got hurt. But I mean, the, what, what teams started doing to Oklahoma, better teams to Oklahoma and Alabama, was they would send pressure and take away his first read. He rolls out of the pocket, and he has nowhere to go. He can't read the defense well enough. He has nowhere to go with the ball, and there's a linebacker collapsing on him now. And, you know, the play is dead. So, you know, that's the fear with a guy that – and, again, I loved him at Alabama. I thought he had a monster year at Oklahoma. But the style of football, especially at Oklahoma, that they played is not conducive to the pro game. Now, hopefully some of those concepts and some of the things that they did will, will – play to his strengths. So when they do use him in some of these bizarre packages that they're talking about, maybe that can, they can do something with it. But like, if you see both of them on the field, you know, one of them isn't, you know, you know that if Wentz is under center, that hurt hurts is either a, a decoy or, 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 or Wentz is going to pitch the ball to him. And then hurts is going to throw the ball or run with it. So you've already taken one read. Huh? I don't agree with that. Go back and look at Lamar Jackson when when he got on the field with with Flacco. Again, you you still have to you still have to scheme for that. That's something. Again, that's another. When the Eagles play the Saints, right? Mm-hmm. They still have to spend time and energy on the, on the defensive side of the ball to focus on Taysom Hill. If Taysom Hill is not on that team, that's something they don't have to worry about. With Jalen Hurts, it gives you another option. It, it does. It's another 10, 15 maybe plays that teams got a scheme for, and I think that's that's a that's chess. It's moving chess pieces. Yeah. What what I think sucks for for Hurts is he was such a good player in college and such like a good teammate. It sucks that he wasn't able to get drafted to a team that he can't compete to be the starter on day one. I agree. It I agree. sucks. He's a he's a legitimately talented player. He has I mean, he has some holes in his game, but there are teams that if he went to, he could be legitimately pressuring and pushing that quarterback to take their job. Like he could even out that, he, thing, that exact thing argues the point that I just said. If he's that good and he should he should have been drafted to a team where he could compete, why wasn't he drafted top 10? Because he has holes in his game. He was probably yeah, game, then how can he compete for a job? Because of his talent, because of his abilities. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Jesse. I, I, I see what you're saying. And Jesse's right. Teams that have, don't have, you know, maybe the teams that have, you know, you know, you know, like if the Dolphins, you know, not, not Dolphins, say like the Carolina He could play like, and I think. Well, we drafted before the Patriots. So the Patriots couldn't have gotten him. I think Belichick wanted this kid for some reason. I said that. We we got him. I think I think the Patriots wanted him. I think they did because they didn't think anybody else. And Saban and Belichick are obviously like besties. And apparently Saban was talking his kid up to everybody, as as was Lincoln Riley. So I wonder if Belichick was like, I'll snag this kid end of round two or round three all day. 
and how he's like, oh, you think so? Oh, you think so, Bobby Kraft? Oh, this is my tiny pee-pee. This is not how he does it. But I think to the point, one thing I think that what Doug gets giddy with this guy for, and not that Doug doesn't love Carson, Carson, I feel like, is such a similar skill set to McNabb, although he's not as McNabb annoying, and I think he's better than McNabb. But he's not a West Coast quarterback. I feel like with Carson, he's still, like, best improving, deep passes, like, you know, across the middle seam throws. What Jalen Hurts is, and I'm not wishing Carson anything but success. He's not starting a quarterback. But Jalen Hurts is a quarterback that Doug Peterson longs for. Doug Peterson wants to run an RPO offense so bad he can taste it. And Carson just can't because we can't have Carson running. And I think Jalen gives him that we can do whatever we want to this kid because he's built like a brick shit house. And but it's only but we got Carson. So it's like they took him and it's just like, uh, what are we gonna do with this kid? Like he can play, I get it, but hey. Uh, I remember sitting in the stands during the Chiefs-Eagles preseason game, and someone just said, I turned around and said, we just signed Michael Vick. And I was like, what? And I was like, thinking about that, I'm like, you know how electrifying Michael Vick was as a quarterback? And then, like, look what he did when he came in. Like, he's a tough guy to cover. That's what I mean. I mean, Hurts, and I get it. It was, you know, the the conference he doesn't play a ton of defense. But he threw 32 touchdowns, and he ran for 20 fucking touchdowns. He scored 52 touchdowns last year combined. Like, that's a pretty, you know, and when you watch his highlight film, he's just, you know, he 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 runs a lot. I think he's, like, 58% run, 40, I mean, sorry, pass, like, 42%, like, run. I mean, it's a pretty heavy run ratio with him, mm-hmm. so I'm ignoring and I, that. And I agree that, like, here's the thing, controversial, whatever, like, it's not right for people to be like, as soon as Carson Wentz throws a pick, that, that Jalen Hurts gets chance. I, no, I don't agree I, with that. No. don't agree with that. I agree, I agree that this is insurance for, God forbid, an injury or a long-term play or turn around and get value. That's it. This isn't the let's draft Jalen Hurts and put pressure on Carson Wentz. Now, that, that could happen if Carson Wentz isn't, you know, as – uh, if he doesn't, have a, I don't, he's know, not I'm, producing. I truly not, not truly, that. I mean, like mentally, if like having someone, if, if it bothered Carson Wentz having Nick Foles behind him, and this would this could also do that if he wasn't or he isn't like a I don't want to say strong-minded guy, but like if he's always looking behind him, you know what I mean? There's guys like Brady who don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like Russell Wilson doesn't give a shit. There's not a guy like you could bring anybody else behind me, and I know that this is my team. I'm a leader. I got the swagger. I make plays. No bullshit. 100%. There's some guys, like, it'll be interesting to see with a guy like Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr going to be like this every time he throws a ball? Because they spent a lot of money on, on, on Mariota, man. It, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'll be interested to see Rivers. You know? They got Brissett. I mean, Brissett isn't lighting the world on fire, but they got a lot of money tied up in him. Unless they trade him back to the Patriots or something. Maybe that's the play. That's a lot of money, man. $15 million is a lot of money. J- Jameis Winston's a lot of money. I mean, would you guys agree with that? I wouldn't have paid him that much money. I mean, unless he's unless he's the heir apparent to Drew Brees. I, I, I think he would be ever Taysom, Taysom, Taysom Hill. I personally think he would be. Better sure. them than us. I don't that's think all I am saying. I don't, I don't think, I think that, 
I but, think that, that also goes into the whole idea of when you look at the teams that are going to lose guys in the next, you know, you could argue Brady at any point, but there's five guys on that list that I, I read you earlier that those teams are not going to have quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And then you look on the league, other than Lamar Jackson, other than, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, uh, other than maybe Deshaun Watson, who who is a who's a guy, man, that you wish you who it was a top, you know, top eight, eight, seven, eight guy, other than maybe Carson. There is nobody else out there out there. You th- you think Dwayne Haskins is gonna be, you know, a top ten guy? He's oh, a big question mark. Baker's a big question mark. Come on, John. You don't think Josh Rosen's gonna be a top ten quarterback? <laughs> Josh. I, I, and now like you don't even like Burrow could be a bust. So yeah. still be a bust. So there's a lot of teams that are going to need quarterbacks if these guys don't pan out. So it's going to be very interesting. And and the Eagles are going to be loaded up in that category, which is a great thing to have. The the best uh, tweet, like salty tweet that I saw about the Jameis thing was, of course, Jameis Winston is the heir apparent uh, for the Saints. He's already thrown more touchdown passes to Saints players (laughs) than Taysom Hill ever has. Breaking news, uh, Donovan Mann has weighed in on the Eagles draft for Jalen Hurts. Again? Carson is upset. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's, I that's was, when and, I was, that's when and, I, that's what I, when I read that, I was like, this guy's looking like, uh, what's his nuts? <laughs> uh, now, what I will say yeah. with, what I will say with somebody like Carson, I think we're all like, from like the mindset of like being skeptical. I think Carson, again, I mean, he's, he's human. He might be a little whatever. But I think Howie did the right thing by reaching out, assured him. They wouldn't have paid him the money. They drafted a receiver in the first round. But also, Carson's personality, I don't think he's worried about this. I think he's confident in his ability. And maybe this, you know, maybe this, you know, this does light a fire. I agree. You know, you shouldn't have to take a second-round pick. I don't think that's the case. I truly, in my heart of hearts, think Carson has this year and next year to kind of prove that he can stay healthy and win some games because at that point it's what six years and if it's two more years it's kind of the same thing you know i think at that point they decide it's do we trade carson or do we trade jay like i think that's where our heads at dude i think they're you know not that this is make or break for carson like that like i think he played you know i think he's a great quarterback but Mm -hmm. six if he's six seven years into a franchise with no playoff wins or anything like at what point do you cut bait and give the keys to somebody like Jalen if you feel he's developing the way you want, you know? They did similar things with Vic and Foles. Then they brought Bradford in, and 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 they were thank – goodness, thank goodness Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, and they were able to turn Sam Bradford and Picks into Carson Wentz. How so clutch like, was that? Soon, so soon we forget the moves that Howie Roseman has made to put this team in position – which we constantly argue on this program. We forget so fast. But again, let's not let's not. And, and this is it's Philly, man. Of course, the sports writers are going to drill and ask how Dude, we. It's a wet dream. It's a wet beat writer's wet dream right now. If we picked another, if if we went back to back wide receivers, everyone would have hemmed and hauled. Yep. You know what I mean, like we got Carson is because Mike Tannenbaum was the GM of the Dolphins, and how he worked for him, and how he used to lick his balls and was his little assistant. So how he begged and begged and did whatever he had to do to get that eight pick, and then we were able to make it happen. We Listen, got lucky there. In a in a city like Philadelphia, Howie could have went out there and made the perfect pick 
for every single round. And there would have been, yeah. you know, the Angelo Gataldis of the world that would have found some loophole to just, you know, stir up some sort of media drama so yeah. that he can get ratings to renew, you know, his his advertising dollars. That's all this is, you sure. know. And, and you sit there and you want to just like hit, like hit the hill, hurt the pick and, and, and hate the pick. I don't think anybody's hurting the pick. I mean, they are to an extent, but at the same time, you know. They guess, are, but they want people reading their articles and listening to their shows and their podcasts. We've never expended something this high for a backup. I mean, you know, Nick Foles, yeah, we pay. It's one thing to pay somebody money, but, the you know, for whatever reason, picks one, two, and three ha are like gold. So we gave up gold for a player who's not going to play next year, basically. So it's like we, we are a team that's one or two players away from being a Super Bowl championship team. I think so. I think a couple guys on this podcast know oh what gambling's God. all about. There it is. <laughs> Why I get Jesse all worked up? Yeah. Wow. Got calm down. So that, so on that note, on 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 that note, um, we've got eight more guys that we drafted. Um, do you guys want to maybe just start, you know, firing off here and? Uh, and and go through uh, some rapid fire thoughts on some of these guys and because you know I the think third motherfucker's middle name is Jalen. Yeah, yeah. And so he was born and he was born in like Jalen, Texas. today. How he brought it up. I love how he, he won't probably call it into the local guys, but he calls it into the national guys. I love it, and that's why these guys hate him too. Don't forget that he gives more love to the national guys. No, although he did call in the John Clark, so I shouldn't <laughs> say that. Uh, and remember, picks uh, 103 and 145 were our compensatory picks for guys leaving. I think, right. one, was, I think one was for Foles and one was for somebody else, possibly. So did we give up compensatory picks to get Slay? Or was that those were our real picks? I think those were our real picks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we gave up a good third to get Slay. But yes. again, there's your, there's your corner. So we're, we're, or, No, I'm sorry, good second. So speaking of compensatory picks and pick 103, we drafted a much-needed linebacker in uh, Davion Taylor out of Colorado. Um, I think uh, I think the the general consensus around this pick, from what I've heard early on, is that the kid is just a freak athlete. Doesn't have a lot of on-field experience, but what what he has done on field has been impressive enough to get him uh, a decent, uh, you know, spot in on, uh, on an NFL roster and also become uh, quickly, possibly quickly loved on this Eagles uh, team and in the city of Philadelphia, from what I, from what I understand, I heard the kid is just a, just a gem and a, and a, and a, a hidden gem and a freak athletically that uh, is a piece of molded clay that um, can turn into uh, a day one starter and a, and a total turnkey asset for this Eagles team. Most most of the stuff I read on him, it's like a lot of what you said, like he's absolutely raw. He's got a ton of athletic ability, but it's it's one of those like if, if he takes to coaching, he could definitely start. But most of the stuff I've read is like they, they see him as a special teamer for a year or two. So, I mean, yeah, in the, he's in, a project. Yeah, I mean, in the third round, that's not such a big deal. Like, yeah. The the bigger thing is like we used draft picks this year on Gerard Avery, who is probably going to be cut now, who never played, and we we gave up a pick for. 
Nah, he'll still be here. You think so? Yeah, he'll still be here. We, we always Jim Schwartz loves to have depth there. He'll he will be here. He's not going to cut. It's like a practice squad guy. No, he'll he'll be on. He'll make the fifty three. Absolutely. Any other thoughts on Taylor? No. No, I mean I I mean he's like we always said a fast kid. I I, I agree. I think he's a project uh, special teamer. You know. Could could end up being you know, years from now our, our our new Michael Kendricks or or whatnot, but you know I don't know if that's one of the holes on this team that we're still I still think there's a little bit of a question mark there, um, but I think there's enough guys. You know we still talk about Bradham coming back, which I don't think that's going to happen. But if something happens, they can always they can always you know revisit that. Um, I don't think Taylor is the guy with the green sticker on his helmet, um, so we'll see. Um, I mean, I'm excited about our round four pick. Um, oh, that's a huge pick there. Well, we've got two two in round four. We've got at 127 safety Kayvon Wallace out of Clemson and uh, an, the, another uh, compensatory pick, um, O Lyman, and one hell of an 80s action detective movie uh, character named Jack Driscoll at <laughs> Auburn. Yeah, I mean, again, you look at a guy like. I mean, we could start with Kayvon uh, if you guys want. Sure. The guy always around the ball. Seems to be like a ball hawk from the tape that I saw. Um, He's fast. Um, He's he's got a decent size. I mean, he's not your prototypical, like, huge safety, but 5'11", 206. um, Ran a 4'5", 3 at the combine. Um, But, again, like, this guy seems to – seems to be a, a a player he's gonna be your your safety from Clemson that we all we all we all know who 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 fits those shoes. Um but yep. he won't be fitting those shoes but we hope that you know he can he can be our safety of the future which we you know we're we're hoping that, that can happen. And he played nickel too. Like he played nickel a lot and played That's, it well. Yeah. Which is your I mean again we go back to guys and looking at guys we let go. This is your Malcolm Jenkins. You drafted your Malcolm Jenkins. Again, big shoes to fill there, especially for the Iron Man that Malcolm Jenkins is. But man, you know, if this guy, if this guy is as a baller as uh, as much as I'm looking at here on tape, um He's young and cheap right now. Yep, he's gonna be a, a, a fun guy to watch. Jack Driscoll. What a name. <laughs> he um he's huge. And he's versatile. He he's probably going to be the um, the big V of of the line now. He can play guard. He can play tackle. So he's that guy. Him, Melada, it especially Melada. I mean, this is probably Melada's year to finally make the team. And if he doesn't, he's probably cut. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I mean. It it's it it does it's not bad to have a, a lineman on your fifty three that can play guard and tackle. It I mean that that's not that's a, a good problem to have. So that that's especially a, that's, with the injury situations we've had in the past, um, you know, and, and guys having to fill, you know, fill holes and um and play positions that they're not necessarily comfortable with playing, but having to you know, take one for the team, essentially. Yeah. 
So moving on to number round five, um, this is the first pick that we in the draft that we acquired via trade. Um, One sixty-eight. This was acquired from the Patriots as part of the Michael Bennett trade, um, and we picked up a wide receiver. Uh, again, another solid '80s action movie <laughs> named John Hightower uh, from Boise State. Um, fellas, your thoughts on on Mr. Hightower, sidekick he, to uh, Jack Driscoll? He's he's pretty fast. I mean, he's not like he's not a uh, Rager fast, but he's fast. Uh, the the only knock on him really is that he's old. For a prospect, he's old. Mm-hmm. Like Greg Ward is the same age as him. So so tw- so twenty four is old. Well, I mean, for a rookie, yeah. Um, I don't I mean, know. Is he twenty four? I don't know. I was yeah, he's twenty four. Okay, yeah. I mean, he has. He, he's pretty fast, and he's coming into a position that there's not a lot of talent. So he has every opportunity in the world to make this team. Yeah, another another one. It's a kick returner. So you, again, there's another. We always talk about holes again. You know, D- Darren Sproles ain't here. So All right. no, yeah. I would I would love to have this guy on kick returns. I don't want Rager anywhere near a kick return. You know, I don't know. Boston Scott probably isn't your guy kick return either. So you know. Whole whole filled could play yeah. teams fast. Let's see. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a strong pick. Bill, any final thoughts on Mr. Hightower? You're in the dart throwing territory, so dart throwing. <laughs> All right, so moving moving on to uh, the sixth round. Uh, this is this is uh, pick one ninety six. This is one of three picks acquired from the Bears as part of the uh, draft day trade. Uh, and you know, the only thing I got to say about this guy is I hope he pans out than the, the uh, better than the other Sean Bradley that Phil drafted back in the day. I mean, is this guy seven foot six? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got uh, legs like uh, toothpicks. I hope not for a linebacker. Uh, but I, I, I like you know, I like uh, picking up some homegrown talent, a Temple kid, and you know, well, you know, give him give him a shot. Why not? This is the this is the kid from uh, Roanoke Valley, right? Uh, Rancocas Valley, yeah. Rancocas Valley. Yep. He um, homegrown. Yeah, it's always nice to see, like you He's said, our Dukes. He's our Dukes. He's homegrown. Yeah. I mean, the I was listening to uh, some other podcasts today, and some of the guys were like, "This is a guy that like is under the radar, but but could be a, a like a sneakily good." Um, just a really strong pick like this guy he's small but he's fast so i mean yeah he's not that traditional you know big linebacker but like if he's fast and can tackle guys i don't give a shit right yeah i think with his experience in special teams um he also a stat here i was reading he's got a 65 percent solo tackle rate which sounds pretty good to me he'd be the best tackler in in the eagles so again i i think you know, you look at special teams, and we kind of we basically we, we briefly touched on them. Excuse me earlier. Um, you know, if we can get guys and go down and make plays on special teams, and you know, if you can play on special teams, it's a good way to get you uh, get looks on you know defense. So yeah, and and like you said, John, our special teams wasn't good last year. Yeah, it really wasn't. It wasn't really productive. 
No. Nah. I mean, well, next time I see Dave Fipp at PJ's, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll talk to him for you. I mean, both sides of the ball. We didn't cover well, and we, we certainly didn't block well and open up lanes for guys to run through. So, you know, some of these really fast, angry guys, shit, dude, go kill the guy with the ball. Yep. We'll see. So continuing in round six, uh, at pick 200, we picked up uh, another yet another wide receiver, Wes Thompson, or Wa- Thompson, Watkins. Watkins out of Southern Miss. Uh, and then our final pick out of the sixth round was offensive tackle Prince Tega Wanagohu. From Auburn, I believe you butchered that one, Matt. But good, good. Uh... Completely, <laughs> completely butchered it. And and the the Tega Wanagohu, right? The yeah, the Quest guy's even faster than Hightower. He was first team all, uh, not ACC. Like all, I forget conference, not all American. It's like the AAC conference. But he was first team two years in a row. He had some good stats this year. He had over a thousand yards receiving. I think he had double digit touchdowns or there were like nine range. Um, I mean, it's pretty clear, and I think most people agree that between Hightower, um, Quez, and Marquise Goodwin, there's three guys, and one of them's gonna make the team, and the other two are gonna get cut. They're, they, yeah, you know, they're, they're throwing darts at those three guys, basically. Right. Not here, the best guy is. You know, I think Hightower has maybe a little a little better chance only in the sense that, he, he you know, he's a kick returner too. So if he shows some pop with that. I mean, Goodwin redid his deal today to where um, he, longer, he, he went down from making like $4 million to like, I think like two, like a million five or like pretty much the league minimum. Yeah. And, and it's not guaranteed. I mean, only half of it is to where we, we could easily cut him if need be. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not a guaranteed roster spot. The the a, a lot of guys are really big on this uh Prince because he played really well at Auburn, which which kills me to say, but he played really well there and if it wasn't for a a, a bad knee, he's a much higher pick. No, and, I mean medical drops him, but you know, I feel like bigger guys with bad knees it's probably a bad recipe, but guys get healthy, you know. But, but still, even if even if if um, Washburn can or not Washburn, um, shit. Even if they could they could coach him up and you get three or four good years out of him, who cares? No, I mean you know when you, when you start picking rounds five, six, and seven, it's the weeds. It's the weeds of the draft. Upside to become a starter, you know, and they don't. Oh well, it's only a round six pick. It's only a round five pick. So no, I agree. I think you you know you draft guys that. You see a skill set for the NFL, just can they physically handle it? And, yeah, you know. and he's a and he's a swing tackle. So again, it's another having we, a guy that our tackles are secure. Uh, we have we have two secure tackles for ten years. I thought I thought after last year's draft, there's nothing to worry about with our other side of the tackle. But as we saw last year, like when Lane went down for when Lane went down for what was it like two weeks? Yeah, more like three or four high ankle sprain. Yeah, we had. And I still don't understand how he didn't break his leg or blow his knee out. I have no idea. That dude's a freak. He probably, in the, I bet you his rehab was just like Hot Pockets and, and like Budweiser. Like Budweiser with his grandma eating Hot Pockets and, and the, the, you know, Del Giorno's pizza, frozen yeah. pizza, crushing cases. So, like, <laughs> if you can get a swing tackle that late that, like, 
God forbid, you know, Lane Lane gets hurt and, and can't go a week or or Dillard can't go for a week, you've got another guy that you can plug in there. Those are good things to have because you saw what happens when you don't have a backup swing tap, like a guy that can do that. You need to have seven or eight linemen that can play because you need to have two or three always. Because that one game we had, like three guys got hurt. I remember yeah. like they were saying it was, I think it was when Kelsey was around. They were like, Kelsey could be playing guard soon if somebody else goes down. Basically. Yeah, like not, not Kelsey, um, uh, Selleck. Selleck was going to be like the backup guard. Like we were like, we had like three injuries in like the first, it was, but you know, good linemen are never anything bad to have. I mean, it's. And, and like we saw with Dillard, he struggled when he had to go play on the right side. So if you have a guy that could play on both sides, that's huge. I don't because... think, I don't think Lane wants to switch sides. I feel like they would have done it already. I feel like, oh, yeah. Lane, like let me be here. I'm a right tackle. I ain't changing my shit. Like, leave me alone. I'm the best right tackle in yeah, football. He's the best right tackle in football. Why are you screwing with that? Yeah, like, don't don't get cute. I know left side's more important. It's the blind side. I get it. But, you know, that's Dillard, baby. He's going to be a masher this year. Oh, my God, this kid sucks. What's his problem? <laughs> he, I mean, he has to because while you could plug Lane in and Lane would dominate on the left side, you saw what happened to, to Dillard on the right. And it's not like we've got Big V anymore to throw over there. No, I mean, you know, and it's, I mean, I, and, and aren't they kind of big on Pryor maybe this year too? Matt Pryor it, or something? It's, it's like yeah. make or break it for Pryor and uh, Melata. Pryor stepped in a few times when there was been injuries. He played pretty well. But yeah, I think Melata, it's kind of like make or break for him this year. You know, I know they tried to stash him his first year. Um, which was they were a phantom back injury. Yeah, and, and, Granted, he didn't get it. Thank goodness he didn't get any play this year. I think a little, a lot in preseason. But you know, again, that's a guy that they drafted like super late, and they took a flyer on. You know, if they could turn around and you know they like, let's say Driscoll and, and trade Pryor for another pick or something, like they could totally do that. Yeah. Now it's. Uh, I think there's a pretty wide consensus that our day three picks are we we got an A four day three, that we got some real value with Wallace, um, Driscoll, the Prince. Yeah. And we forget, and we forget too, that we filled a lot of holes in, we filled a few holes, I don't say a lot of holes. I mean, our cornerback position, like, if you didn't get Slay, that could have changed this draft. Yeah, I, mean, I think we don't get Slay. I think it absolutely changes cornerback. the I think that changes the whole draft if we, I, I mean, hell, what, what if we, nah, because if we, if we wanted Fulton, I think we would we would we would we would have taken him round two probably. I don't think we would have passed on him. I think we no. If him. if we didn't have Slay, they go they they grab Fulton in that with that pick. Yeah, round two for sure. Like we and might then, have still. And then if they really love Hurts and he's still there, you yeah. try to trade up to get back into the round to get in front of the Patriots or somebody. I really thought we were gonna pull the trigger on Mims. Honestly, round two. Yeah. Like, so well, well that, real quick, guys. Real quick, I don't want to get. I, I hate to. To, to, I just want to complete the picks. We got one last pick I want to mention. Yep. It happens to be a grade A pick for round seven at pick 233. Uh, linebacker Casey Tuhill from Stanford. So, Good luck any thoughts on him? Good Connor, luck. Connor Barwin likes him. That's why we drafted him. Yeah. Connor Barwin, that's Connor Barwin's boy. All they right. think he's best practice squad this year at best, they think. Perfect. As you were. So, uh, 
No, I, I thought we were going to pull the trigger on Mims. I mean, cause, but I guess my my thinking was if we would have gone receiver round two, then there that, then there's zero percent chance Alshon's back. But I think the reality is is we're going to have a year of Alshon, which I'm okay with if he, he's healthy. Hey, I'm okay with a healthy Alshon Jeffrey and two speed guys opening up the uh, opening up the field. Because the you think about it too, if you got a healthy Alshon and you go to a three receiver set. You can have Rager and Deshaun on one side, and you can have one of them in the slot, or you put Alshon in the slot and Rager and Deshaun. Like, those two in the field together with Ertz and Miles, I mean, that's... Or Goddard. What's that? Or Goddard. Well, yeah, you know, instead of Ertz, you know, but if you got three receivers, you can usually have one tight end usually, uh, unless we go empty backfield. And we go... go Well, no, it would be be either Zach or or Goddard. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, I mean... You can't. I mean, it's you can't. You can't cover them all. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's, who are you gonna double? Pick your poison, baby. Pick yeah. Your- I think. I think. And, and I think that you know that's where the onus is. You know. I think now it's like Carson. You know. Yeah, we didn't trade you and, and get you the shiniest toy in the draft, but we got you a really shiny one still. So I think, you know, and and the fact is, when Hal when Hal John's healthy. Carson goes to him because he's a big body. You know, it's an easy target to throw to. So, if Carson, I mean, if Alshon can even be like two thirds of what he was in 2017, I'd be happy. Just catch the ball, catch like 60, 60, 70 balls, maybe. Like, I mean, because I don't think anyone here is going to have 100 catches on our team. Like, we're not built that way. No. We spread all around too much, which is fine. That's why you can handle guys like Rager and Deshaun. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I really think, uh, you know, we, we did good the draft. The Hurts pick will, will be will be seen, but I think with the Slay trade and the Hargrove signing, I mean, we're built to win games. I mean, we held Russell Wilson to 17 points in the playoff game. Now, granted, he didn't have any running backs. I don't ignore that, but Russell Wilson is still one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, he put up 30 the week before against San Fran, and they had the top defense in the NFL. Yeah. I, get it, I get it with a home game, but, I mean, fuck, he put up 30. You know, we held him to 17. And take away that one big play because Jalen Mills, I apparently, after four years of playing in the NFL, doesn't understand to watch a guy's hip and double move will still beat him every single time. So, but hey, you know, I think, uh, you know. And, 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 and I'm curious to see about JJ. Maybe he's got some balls on him and comes back and maybe learn the playbook a little bit. And can uh, be a red zone threat for yeah, us. Yeah, like that. I mean, you want to talk about lighting a fire under someone's ass? Like they mm-hmm. drafted a shitload of wide receivers. Like, and they like Greg Ward a lot. Greg Ward's our slot guy. They yeah, like Greg Ward. I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's a bad look because he couldn't play special teams. No. So it's like you're not really useful, bro. And. If, if some of these other wide receivers, if, if like a Hightower or a Ward is willing to play special teams and play it well yeah. and be a wide receiver, J.J.'s cutsville. No, I agree. I mean, if you're not a top, you know, pretty much if you're not a first-round pick, you better be able to play special teams your first year unless you're like, you know, K.J. Hamler or somebody, you know. Yeah. Like, unless you're like a superstar that's up because of an injury – Man, you better strap it up because because you're gonna be a wedge blocker <laughs> or something. I mean, hell, Jenkins played special teams last year. Yeah, he was a missile on special teams. So yeah, That's no, a- I just uh, 
I, I, we just need football to start on time and, you know, get these guys in the training camp, you know, get some reps going because, you know, I think it's, uh, I think we're all ready. We're all ready for this. But so I have a, I have a Twitter poll that will be posted at, on our, on, on our Twitter page. That's at forfeit pod. That's at forfeit pod. That's for Twitter, Instagram, or the Facebooks. You can hit us up on the social media interwebs at forfeit pod. Um, correct me if, if, if you guys don't like this, let me know, but I'll pull the trigger. How would you grade the Eagles draft? Howie's a God. Good draft. What are you thinking? Fire Howie. Do I get the vote, or is that our choice? Well, no, or are those the choices? choices? Those are good choices. Or should I say, instead of what are you thinking, eh, we'll see. Huh? Right? That's good. So it's I like, mean, Howie's I... a god, good draft, and eh, we'll see, like, I'm worried, and, like, Jesse would pick, fire Howie. I, I mean, I was, I, was, I was hot after that second pick. Um, uh, we, yeah, we know, we know, we know. I couldn't hold my cell phone. It and was I, and, without and I, up admits. <laughs> I appreciate that nobody was willing to pour gasoline on the fire this time. No, we know you, you're, uh, you know, you, you're, you're one or two, one or two jokes away from a, from a stroke right now. So. <laughs> I, just, I, I mean. We love you. We love you and all, but you I mean, care for your well-being. I'm, I'm somewhere between like. That's a good draft and meh. It it depends on. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you say that. I really am. What? I mean, you look at that draft and you say, "Wow, how many receivers have we come away with?" And we basically got Marquise Goodwin for nothing. And you're like, "Oh man, you're not excited about the the speed or the weapons that Carson has?" No, I, I'm I'm very excited about. The uh, the weapons that Carson has, I am concerned that they did not get enough defensive depth that are like day one starters in the draft. So the Twitter poll is live. Twitter poll is live at forfeit pod at forfeit pod f o u r f e i t pod. I apologize, Prince Taya Wigawahu. I butchered your name. Jesus again, yet again. I just don't know other than linebacker where you're like where there's like a huge gaping hole that you're like, man, we, we, we could have got this. Like if you would have said like, man, Blake Martinez, we could have signed him and then drafted, you know, I don't know, some, somebody. Okay. But like, you can't have, you can't have strengths in every, it's just not feasible with a salary cap. No, I, if, if Howie had done something like grab the, that really good, that good linebacker out of Michigan in the second, and tried to get back into the second or into the into that round to 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 steal Jalen Hurts at that point and give up, you know, Prince or Hightower or some of those picks that turned into those guys, I'd have been fine with that. Because the the thing that scares me about this kid from Colorado is he's he's a special teamer for a year or two at least. And like there's always a draft too next year. Yeah, I we hope. Right, but I, but I, what I'm saying is like every year you're going to have a hole somewhere or yeah. a weakness somewhere, and I think not for nothing they did they did just draft two linebackers too, and they did sign 
if I'm not mistaken, uh, Jatavius Brown, again, who could be a special teamer or could compete or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and we have, you know, we have a pretty big room of linebackers there, not inclu- also including some, some undrafted guys that we didn't really talk about tonight. But, you know, I, I can't, I don't think that you can sit here and say, man, our defense is, is weak. I think they went out and they spent a, a pretty good amount of money getting the grave digger. They got Slayer. So like two holes filled, you know, safety's, safety's a question mark, but you know, at least Mills and McLeod played here last year. So I'm happy with that. I'm comfortable with that. Then you got this Wallace kid who's got upside. I mean, that could be a replacement looking forward. So like, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with like, man, they could have drafted more defense. I would just be like, you know what, Howie said he wanted speed. He wanted to get younger. And he did all that. He did. I mean, he did do that. So, and uh, well, sometimes, you, John, sometimes you need more than two holes filled. All right. Sometimes <laughs> two's not enough. John, let's, let's be real. If McKinney was still on the board, if McKinney had fallen past the Gi- oh, Giants, he's an eagle. He's an eagle. We don't draft Jalen Hurts. We draft McKinney. I think McKinney's there. I think not Hamler, but I think honestly, if Lavishka was there, we maybe pull trigger on Lavishka. Honestly, they like Lavishka a lot. Like they liked him a lot. I know. Um, I think there's probably a few guys in round, yeah. probably three or four guys that if they're there, you know, we're this also them. isn't like 2016, 17, where we're like new coach and rebuilding. Like we got a lot of. We spent a lot of money and tied up a lot of guys. Our offensive line is all tied up. You know, our defensive line, we spent a lot of money on. You just gave a corner a shit ton of money. You know, I could, you could argue, okay, fine, you're a little weak in the safety and linebacker position. Fine, okay. But they have a, a ton of guys there that are going to compete. And then well, look the other- line, everybody makes 13, 15 million. Brandon, Fletcher, Malik, Cargrove. I mean, everybody and Barnett got picked up his option, so he, that's 15 mil. Our D line is like, I, I think basically when Jim Schwartz gets to decide his defense, they're probably like, what do you want? Like, we could spend money here and here, like two out of four spots. And I'm thinking Jim Schwartz is like, I want a stacked D line that I can rotate, and I need at least one shutdown corner. Right. And I'll plug in the holes with the rest because linebacker apparently doesn't matter to him. Safety, I think, does. I think Kevon Wallace, had, best case scenario, could be like the hidden gem that could be a steal of the draft for us. But I think basically, you know, his thought is if I have a stacked line that can terrorize the quarterback, everybody else just be competent. Like, I don't need superstars as a linebacker. Like, I don't like his, you know, so yeah. I feel like if he really valued linebackers, he would have had a big time one. And I think he does, but like, to them, it's like, we'll just find a guy who can tackle and, you know, it can cover tight end a little bit, and we're good. Yeah. John. Uh, the pressure now is, I hate to say it, I mean, it's not pre- – it really is a pressure, but it's like, what did everyone say? We need Carson Wentz needs to get weapons. Now he's got weapons. He's go got – all- Go make it happen. And that's well, what I'm – that's why I said I think the two-year two thing. Like, yeah. two years of, you know, if Carson – Makes a deep run in the playoffs this year. I think he's solid. I think if he has another year of, like, playing good, but, you know, kind of not playing great, you know, sputtered along, gets hurt again, God forbid, I think that really raises more eyebrows. You know, I think we need 16 or at least close to it, and we need, a, you know, some playoff wins this year. I really 
I think he's due. And I think he's capable. Oh, he's got 100% of the playoff game. 100%. That's what I'm saying. I think 100%. These next two years, is he's got to carry this team a little bit because I think it's, you know, not sure to get to pop it to get anything else. I mean, McNabb got paid because he won playoff games. We paid this guy before he really won. But, again, he's had some things that are not his fault. It's not his fault to get an injury. But it's the way he plays the game. You can't tell him not to play reckless. So, you know, I, I don't know. If I'm looking for a big year out of Carson, I think he throws at least 40 touchdowns. I think he's going to have a monster year. The only way that, like, I would be fine with them – well, not fine, but the only way I wouldn't, like, have a lot of questions for him is if they go to the playoffs – and the first round they run it, they just get steamrolled. Yeah, I mean, like they lose like twenty-eight to ten at home to a wild card team when they're a division winner. It's like, what the fuck happened, Carson? One touchdown, three picks. Well, like, no, but like, like if if he goes and puts up thirty some points, uh, that's what I mean. Like if they if uh, he plays well, and the defense just gets the brakes beat. I, agree. I mean, I think they're reasonable like that. I think it's you know, and that's what it is. I think he still gets the benefit of the doubt. That he's has that ability in him, but I think it's like everything else. It's just got man. He's got to do it now. Yeah, gotta, like if they go into the playoffs and he shits the bed, that's a problem. Like if they go into the playoffs and he does his job and the defense just gets demolished. Like, yeah, we, you know, I think as fans we get that enough. Like if he's those three touchdowns, there's the three fifty, and we lose on a last second field goal or whatever. Like we we're not we're not going to hang him out to dry, but I think he needs to play. A lot of games this year. I mean, you know, he could miss a game or two. That wouldn't be the end of the world. But, like, I think he needs to win 10, 11 games for this team this year. I think he's got to have a nice year. And you know who else is under a lot of pressure? Moorhead. No. I mean. That's a that's I a mean, rookie wide. Yeah, that's but a, you, you got to remember, too, man. Like, you don't expect a coach like that in his first year to, like, you know, create – Three Pro Bowl wide receivers. No, but not so much that. But like, he's got a lot of rookies to deal with. He's got a second round wide receiver that's halfway to being considered a bust. So like, he's my my dude's got a full plate, and um, unfortunately, he's got the deck stacked against him because God knows when he's going to be able to have any sort of in person meetings or practices or drills or anything with his with his players. I'll be interesting too. Like you know, there's no reason why they can't do Zoom calls and get the playbook over. And well, just, but I think that's all they can do. Yeah, well, they, they should be taking advantage of it. You know, there's teams like this. There are organizations like the Saints are like, you know, we don't give a shit. Goodbye. We'll see you. Come back in July, and we'll be ready to rock. Well, you heard about everything with Brady, right? Like already the GMs are are out for blood with Tampa Bay. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Well, do you hear what they did? What? The, the fact that he went into the house and he was actually looking for Leftwich? Yeah, well, Leftwich was looking for Brady. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. I mean, are we going to really, do we really need to worry about the GOAT? Like, trying to get it, like, he's the GOAT. Like, he's going to do what he's going to do. Who cares? Well, it's the rules. You don't break the rules. If the rules say you don't do it, you don't do it. I don't yeah. care you if he's cheating. You ain't trying. Right, Carson bagging bucks, baby. I mean, I miss Trent Cole so much. You know, I don't miss Jason Babman. I hated him every minute he was here. What did you say about Trent Cole? I said I'm bagging bucks, baby. 
Oh, bag him. Well, yeah. He's just in the woods shooting stuff. Killing yeah. animals. Not for nothing, too. Like, not to bag the guy. Like, he's he's got a lot of pressure on him, too. Like, he's going to be a dad. Like, he's going to have a kid at any point, any second, I'm sure. Yeah, like, I think they said it's any day. He's going to, like, he's got a ton of pressure on him now. But, you know, I mean, that he's got 130 gotta million reasons to. Got to take care of that chicken. Yeah. yeah. Um, John, would you sign uh, Hyde? Carlos Hyde? Carlos Hyde. We no. need another running back. I don't know. We nah, need a big running back. We, we need a big guy. Back. We got Holyfield, Scott, Miles Sanders, and we and we and we got two like undrafted guys, I believe. Yeah, but you really haven't listed a, a big back. We could we be, need a big back. I think actually like Devontae Freeman still. I think he'd be a nice I think he could get those third and one plays. If we don't got to count on him, but if he can only need like five or six carries a game kind of deal, and you know, because at least with him, it won't be a, such a telegraph run play. You know, he can still come out the backfield a little bit. But again, I don't know how you know he has that fucking hernia shite. So I mean, I'm sure he's healthy by now, but and we have a lot of cap. We actually we still have thirty million in cap space. I think we were like the second or third most cap space going into the draft left of any team. I- don't call. Don't off. Don't think that like Corey Clement still couldn't come back. No, I said that already. He might. You know. You know. He he he's out there. I mean, I forget most of the guys out there. No, nah, but guys will get guys. Can you know? Guys could trade for guys. Once training camp happens and people get back in the building, I think there's gonna be a little more activity. Oh, you guys don't want Shady McCoy back? No. no. I think Shady's. I think Shady's no. cooked. I do not oh. want that in the locker room. I don't want him back. I don't want anything with him. I love you, Shady. You were great here. I wish you never got traded, but you did. Chip, I wish you never traded him for Kiko. 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 Shakiko. Great, great jerseys, but No, I think I, I think we uh Would you have taken Matt Breida for a fifth round pick? In a heartbeat, I would have. Yeah. You wouldn't have? I would have. Yeah, I would have. I could have had Matt Breida or John Hightower. I would have taken Breda. Yep. There you go. Because I think he would be, you know. Absolutely. He's, he, you know, he's best when he can come in and only have to have eight or nine carries a game. Whenever they try to give him 15, 20, he gets dinged up. So he's kind of that perfect, you know, give him a series or two here and there. You know, he can tear it up. That's one – that's one – um one hole that I would agree, going back to Jesse's thing about holes, like running back is probably where I'm like, eh, yep. light there, a little light, a little light. Lamar Miller's out there. Isaiah Crowell. He just had an ACL surgery, though. I don't want to touch that. Who else is out there? Frank Gore, right? CJ Procise. Maybe Frank Gore will come back. There's <laughs> beast mode. That's not happening. Don't sleep on Skittles. <laughs> Don't sleep on Skittles. But hey, I think this is I a productive. Because uh, AJ Dillon went way higher than people projected. I wonder if the Eagles had their eye on him in like round three or four. Probably. AJ Dillon. John's boy. Yeah, that was the one guy that I that I was like, he was like a big dude. Like everybody had him going in round like 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 five or six that I saw. Or four or five, rather. I'm going to think they could get him in round four, maybe around three. 
I'm looking at the undrafted. I'm trying to find the undrafted. How would that make you be if you're a GM and like there's like um, just like players you want and you just got to get picked like motherfucker? Why didn't we take him last? Like the like. Honestly, I don't know if I can ever sleep again over the Russell Wilson shit. Like, if that's 100 percent true, and I mean, obviously it's supposed to be. You had, you had two second round picks, and you take Vinnie Curry with your second round pick at 59 when you could have taken Russell Wilson, but you thought you would be there around three at 88. I mean, this we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I mean, I mean, maybe they would. I don't know. Maybe they would be draft Jets Jalen Hurts still. I don't know. But if we have Russell Wilson, Andy Reid might be here still. So they got Adrian Killens. They signed him undrafted at UCF. Um, he is 5'7", 162 pounds. Yeah, not a, not a goal line fourth and one back, John. Yeah. And, uh, we got a, a Michael Warren the second out of Cincinnati. Oh, boy, he's a second. That means he's got some thug in him. Um, 5'11", 222. That's a thumper, John. That's, that, that's a thumper running back. Um, if he's any good, but that, that's a thumper. What's his name? Michael Warren II. I love the second. Todd uh, Gurley II. So mm-hmm. I think he participated in the, oh, wow, Military Bowl MVP. He rushed for nearly 3,000 yards. Um. He's a military guy? He No, the, he was the MVP of the military bowl. Oh, the military bowl. Yeah. Oh, is it that stupid helicopter one? I have no idea. Yeah, Jesse, it is. The helicopter bowl. Great. It, it's it's like the military bowl, and it's sponsored by, like, a helicopter manufacturer. Rager did one oh, more. It's the Catalina Wine Mixer Bowl. Matt, it was, like, the one year I watched it because there was, like, nothing on. The field was like brown because it was played in the Midwest, like in January. It's like dust, and it was just, it was just dreary and gross out. And there was like five attack helicopters all over parts of the field, and you're like, "What is going on here right now?" That's somewhat entertaining. Entertaining. Oh Not yeah. So much for uh, football play, but uh... you know what his nickname is. The truck. I love the truck. All right. There you go. Sign him up. Yeah. He's two-time second all-team All-American running back. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he's Sounds had – like a Cinderella story to me. He has 13, 250 carries pretty much each of the last two years, and he's had close to 1,300 yards a year rushing. So he's about five and a half yards, about 5.4 yards a carry. That's right. not bad at all. Well, I mean, that's how we got Corey Clement on drafted. So, nah, not, not, not I guess what the Rager did one more bench in this kid though. Rager did seventeen. This kid did sixteen. Nah, well, I don't want him then. Beast, dude. I'm telling you, Antonio Brown two two You heard it here. Well, let's hope he doesn't have all the off the field issues. Hot, hot take. Hot take. We rejected, we rejected Antonio Brown in the first. <laughs> My Mister Crazy. I mean, they're the same body. Antonio's like 5'11", 200 pounds. I know. I just don't want him to, like, be Yeah, one, one's a head case and one's not. Now, now, we, now, when we want, you know, one kind of came up the right way. But, nah. I, 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 I want Rager to be so good, so bad. Uh, yeah, I think we all, I think we're all pretty, pretty pumped to see, uh, to see how that 
pans out. I think all in all, this is a pretty productive draft recap, forfeit draft recap. And we got through it without calling anyone a, a fucking idiot or, or a Marmaluke know, or, or Marmaluke or, you know. Uh, John's out of gin, so that's why. So <laughs> it's true. It's very true. But hey, if anyone wants to comment on this recap and uh, and give give their two cents or tell us where we where we're wrong, where we're right, you have any ideas of where we can find a, a stud running back? Um, hit us up on the social media interwebs at Forfeit Pod on uh, the Instagrams, the Twitters, and the books of faces. Um, so, gentlemen, before we wrap this up, you guys. Uh, Want to comment real quick on the last dance uh, episodes three and four? Any uh, quick takeaways that you had on the Rodman episode? I just saw this on Twitter. Um, speaking of Rodman, uh, is this true? Because back in like the late '90s, I wasn't really watching a lot of wrestling. I know that like it 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 was still pretty pretty popular back then. I mean, it's still popular now, but like, but it was still coming off of their you know it was like the tail end of the heyday for for wrestling. But in, it says in 1998, Dennis Rodman famously skipped the Bulls practice before game four of the NFL, NFL NBA finals to appear with Hulk Hogan and the NWO yeah. on WCW Nitro. His appearance on the show set up a feud with Carl Malone yeah. and the two faced off in a match just one month after competing in the finals. Yeah, could so you great. imagine that? Could, like speaking of the whole Dennis Rodman thing. If that shit happened now, the internet would break. Twitter would break. Like, the fact that Dennis Rodman requested to go on vacation and he was granted a 48-hour vacation by his head coach. (laughs) Ended up being like a 72-hour vacation. Ended up being a 72-hour vacation in Las Vegas. With social media being all the rage... Now, if that were if 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 Twitter existed back then, can you imagine what those seventy two hours on Twitter would have been like? Oh my god, there'd be a camera following him around. He, no, you know what happened today? That's exactly what happened. He would go, but a camera would would capture everything. You know what I mean? And he'd be suspended. He'd be in jail. He'd be, you know. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have been able to come back and help the the Bulls win. You know, he's one of those guys, man. Where like, the more you learn about him, you understand like he's a unique guy. But man, was he good? You know. Well, and he's one of those guys that like he just needed to be given a little bit of rope. He needed to be understood, and Phil Jackson understood him because I feel like Phil Jackson was the Dennis Rodman of head coaches at that time. You know. He had an unorthodox way of approaching the game. He had, uh, he just, he knew how to get into the psyche of his players. And back then, that wasn't really uh, basic. It really wasn't a strategy of head coaches. It was like their way or the highway, right? And Phil Jackson actually, you know, flipped the script a little bit and actually, you know, I don't know, listened to his players and kind of, you know, thought of them as as people first before players uh, to, to some extent, you know, and I mean, and that worked for some people. It didn't, it didn't so much work for M- Michael really, but for Dennis Rodman, it worked. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it's amazing how you, the more you got into that documentary and you, you, you heard about Phil Jackson and how Doug, the, the fascinating thing for me was like Doug Collins and the way he was a coach mm -hmm. and how he was very like, catered around Michael and then Phil was like no fuck that with the triangle like everyone can get the ball this that and the other thing and it was kind of like like man like much respect for Phil to kind of be like you know what Michael you're a superstar but like you're gonna do it my way yeah and and, and, and much respect from to Michael too for yeah. for you know recognizing that and respecting that and giving it a shot because you know I don't know if some of these guys playing now would it would have been the same uh, way. I you know it, it, even like the second tier guys like the Ben Simmons of the world. You you see what we're dealing with right now in Philly. Exactly, one hundred percent. Like you know, it would be the epitome of like right now Doug Col or Brett Brown is Doug Collins, you know, and and Phil Jackson is like Jeff Van Gundy, and Jeff Van Gundy comes in and goes, listen, Ben. Listen, you're not bringing the ball up, Joe. You're not shooting three pointers. You know, yeah. it would be a totally different dynamic. Oh my God, they would have. There would be holdouts. There'd be uh, sore, sore elbows. Yep. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, pinched nerves. <laughs> anything and anything to family emergencies all over the place to not to not play and hold out to be traded. You know, but hey, I mean, just another just another uh, look into. Just the difference in generation of play, you know. Yeah. It was a totally like watching the whole the Pistons, um, the way the, the way they uh, talked about walking off the court and the way it was back then, and which which is total fucking bullshit, man. Well, I mean, he explained it. He explained when the guy rebutted him about when he lost to the Celtics and Mikhail walked across the court. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought that was a pretty good explanation, but I don't know. I don't know, man. If Isaiah Thomas or Isaiah Thomas and Mike, Michael Jordan can't get along now, then I don't. Whatever. The, well, the, and it's not just Isaiah and I getting along with Michael. It's Magic. It's Larry. It's all of them. There's a reason why he wasn't invited to Barcelona in '92. Right. The the wild thing to me with the Rodman thing was the. You know, it. What was it after he he uh, jailbreaked and and like escaped away? Mm -hmm. They they show him walking out, or no, it was before he walks out to his Harley drinking With a beer. Oh yeah, <laughs> shove his, his beer down real quick before I get behind this Harley. With no helmet on. With no, no helmet. helmet. <laughs> Running like driving like an asshole in the parking lot, almost crashes into another player's car. Yep. And then and pieces out after drinking a beer. Now, granted, it was a Miller Lite, like. But still, like... Yeah, if, but dude, if that was on Twitter now, like, oh can you imagine? God. Yeah. The league would have to get involved. Yeah. I mean, after... Um, after... Um, <laughs> yeah. After, after uh, everything that happened with, like, Big Ben and, like, him caving in that woman's uh, B-pillar on her car yeah. with his face... Like yeah, the, the league, and then, and then and then Michael Jordan, you know, it t it took Michael Jordan to fly there to pull him out of the out of his bed that he was sleeping in with Carmen Electra. And and can we talk about how bad the editing was on that? Because like 
Michael Jordan's like, I ain't going to say who did it or what we did or what, what happened or anything like that. And the very next scene is Carmen Electra like, you know, then, then somebody knocks on the door and it's Michael Jordan. And I just ran and hid in a closet. It's like, come on. <laughs> you couldn't edit that a little better? <laughs> and then And then they show him showing up to practice and he's in his like pajamas and nursing a hangover and then they're doing the they're doing the sprint the 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 sprint drill that was great and it took took the whole team four laps to catch up to him and rodman sticks it up there every their entire ass (laughs) he just but but that's to phil jackson's point i think phil phil knew knew that dennis is one of those guys that when he's burnt out, you got to give him a little bit of rope. Now, granted, that's 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 some that's some bit of rope, but um, I don't know. Phil had a way to of, of seeing that in his players, and and you know, you could have been like, oh, you know, that was just the one time that he, you know, you could say that, you know, f- uh, that he got lucky and stuff. But he did it when he went to L.A. too. I mean, he had to imagine handle- what Phil Jackson could have done with Allen Iverson. Yeah, I know. No, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, Alan Iverson came up a couple of times in, in during during the episodes when you know I was watching with my wife, and and uh, it, it, it basically the point was how Jordan was like instead of copping an attitude and throwing a big hissy fit about oh you know I want to be the man you know I don't like this I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna. Um, uh, uh, conform to your coaching style a little bit and give it a shot. It's like imagine if, imagine if Allen Iverson. I'm just done. I'm just done. I'm just fucking tired. Imagine if Allen Iverson. Uh, imagine if Allen Al Iverson did that for just at least a half a season. Yeah. You know? I mean, we might have won a championship with him. You never know. Got close. You never know. You know, I mean, Larry Brown was his Phil Jackson. You know, they had that kind of relationship. You know, I mean, who's to say that the, that 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 team in two thousand one didn't have, you know, the Horace Grants that you know, and the Scottie Pippins that AI would have needed to to be. Now, granted, like it's probably a pipe dream, right? Sha- going up against Shaq and Kobe. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Well, you never know, man. One quick shout-out before we log off of this. Shout-out to uh, Ed Snyder's Youth Hockey Foundation and Flyers legend Bernie Perrant. Um, they distributed free grab-and-go meals, bandanas, and children books to those in need uh, today. So we don't get a lot. We don't get a lot of hockey love, but not for nothing. Bernie Perrant's not a, a young, a young, uh, a young buck. And he's yep. out there, you know, bandanaed up and putting himself out there. So shout out to him. Met Bernie Perrant once. He's a, he's a maniac, but a hell of a guy. And you know what? He's one of those guys that, you know, it bleeds Philly blood. So it's, uh, you know, God bless Bernie and, and go Flyers when hockey returns in 2022. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And also just, you know, real quick shout out to, you know, everyone on the front lines, everyone putting their life on the line every single day. Um, you know, the, the, the medical staff, uh, the, the, the people working in the grocery, at the grocery stores, the convenience stores, uh, the gas stations, um, and all the essential businesses. Um, 
you know, uh, we're, we're indebted to your, to your uh, noble um, service and um, thank you. Stay safe, stay smart, everyone. And most importantly, Jesse. Go birds. Good night, Phil. Good night. <laughs>